Hello, listeners, and welcome to Mostly Murder, but sometimes not, a podcast where four siblings watch, read, listen to, consume in some way, mysteries, mayhem, murder, crimes, heists, and the like. For this episode, we watched Season 1, Episode 3 of Gravity Falls, and we recorded in November of 2017. Warnings for this episode include some frank discussion about Santa Claus, just in case there are any young kiddos listening, which they really shouldn't be, and uh, series spoilers for Gravity Falls. And we are pre-apologizing for when I say Wendy is voiced by Linda Cardinelli and not Linda Cardellini, who is the actual voice actor. As always, the Count the Penises segment is henceforth known as the Patriarchy Bullshit Scale, and you can find further information about that and the podcast in general on our website, mostlymurderbutsometimesnot.com, which is the same as our email address, mostlymurderbutsometimesnot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Both handles are at mostlymurderpod. That uh, should be everything you need to know about this episode, so thank you for listening and enjoy. You are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia, Carolyn, the bookworm, Madeline, the wild card, and Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Mostly Murder, But Sometimes Not. I'm your host for this episode, Mac O'Brien, and with me, as always, are my lovely sisters in descending order of age. Katie. Carrie. And Maddie. Rude, you gotta call it the old person. Yeah. I said descending order of age. I never said anything about like anyone's actual age. Mac could I be like pause, Katie. Mac could be like fifteen, and that would mean that you're yeah. like twenty. Oh, I could be knows. two. I, I could be a sweet be little baby. I could be sweet little baby Mac. I mean you are. Yeah, little yeah. baby Mackenzie. Exactly. Now you've betrayed me as the young one. Baby. None of us Ooh, are under the age of twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this time on Mostly Murder, but sometimes not, we did Season 1, Episode 3 of Gravity Falls, nicknamed Headhunters. Uh, and um, Gravity Falls was a show created by Alex Hirsch in 2013 about a pair of twins named Dipper and Mabel who've been sent to the fictional town of Gravity Falls, Oregon, to spend the summer with their con man and great uncle, Stan, in this tourist trap of a house, The Mystery Shack. Their summer is interrupted when Dipper finds a journal in the woods revealing that Gravity Falls is actually a hotbed of mystical events and conspiracies, and it's up to the twins to uncover the town's secrets. In this episode, the twins, along with their absolutely delightful handyman, Zeus, discover a hidden room full of a long-forgotten exhibit of the Mystery Shack, a wax museum. Wanting fresh additions for the exhibit, their grunkle Stan asks Mabel to make a wax figure of himself. At the wax museum's grand reopening, Stan manages to anger the entire town by promising free pizza and not following through. That night, Stan's wax figure is found decapitated, and the twins put it upon themselves to solve its wax murder. 
Following the trail through the seedy underbelly of a quiet northwestern town, and one red herring, including the town's weird failing journalist, the twins discover the following night that Wax Stan was wax murdered by the wax figures themselves, angered that he had locked them away for so long. Following an intense battle with Wax Sherlock, Wax Coolio, and Wax Larry David, Dipper and Mabel managed to fight them off and solve the crime. It's not Larry David. It's Larry King. Larry Whatever. King. Who is Larry David? What a baby! The creator of Seinfeld. Oh! The- <laughs> he was just enough, I know. Yep. That's why I got confused. Way to date the video. <laughs> okay. So sorry. Um, that's a good right, stuff. So one thing, one thing that is noteworthy about this is that it is our second, um, uh, our second episode covering essentially like a children's type of detective show. What was the first one? Uh, Muppet Caper. Oh, yeah. Are you insinuating that adults shouldn't watch the Muppets? I'm insinuating that the Muppets was intended for children, not that adults cannot enjoy it. I think the Muppets are intended for everybody. They are. The Muppets are are non-ageist. That's what you call the rainbow connection right there, folks. Okay, there you go. I did not realize that Dipper and Mabel were twins. Me neither. Oh, yeah. So wait, you guys have never seen this, right? Well... Nope. I watched episodes one and two before I watched three today. So now I've seen three. So Carrie's all caught up. To this episode. All caught up. (laughs) I've watched this episode and no others. I like I've actually, I watched the show beginning to end, I think, last year. Same year. How many seasons are there? There are two. At no, all, or just on Hulu? Just, there are just two, two, two seasons. Okay. They're very good, and they do inspire. Would you like us to avoid spoilers, just not only for you, but also the audience? Yeah, don't spoil anything for me. No, I feel like the show's been out for long enough, and if you're listening to this... What if you're me? Seconds? I'm part of this. That's true. We can just scream loudly, and then <laughs> people can concentrate on either the screaming or the spoilers. Or you guys right, can just cool. take off your headphones for a half a second. We could, okay, we could okay uh, do the spoiled. screaming in shifts. I like that plan. <laughs> Maddie, you take on the first? Wait, so... Do you want me to do it? No. I'll do it. No. <laughs> the John Cena. John Cena. Yep. <laughs> that was so loud earlier. That oh would be really God. bad. <laughs> Maddie, you should tell everyone what happened today. No, it doesn't oh, matter. Well. No. No, it's it funny. doesn't matter. Just a just a synopsis. Maddie dressed up like John Cena and started playing his theme song during our Skype call with our parents earlier. Uh well Singing. Halloween costumes were seventy percent off because as of now it's five days after Halloween and It's Guy Fox uh, Day. It's Guy Fox Day. And also known as uh, Scare Your Parents at John Cena Day. And so I screamed John Cena into the microphone as I, you know, nat- I don't as know that, natural. that they were scared so much as just really confused and old. Hey. Um, I feel like they were confused and just like, what have we created? That, okay, they, that's pretty much their common okay. attitude. Like, yeah, that's just their life. What have these children become? They like to blame the other side of the family every time they see Where us. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> Which is weird, because you'd think that they'd start arguing over who can take credit. 
So, I know, right? You know, Maddie, I will say that mask looked basically nothing like John Cena because I know what he it looks like. Just a little bit when it's People not on it my face. Um, Jim Carrey. It reminded me of Jim Carrey, but I think it was because of the way the hair was like sticking out. <laughs> yeah, it just my look, hair it looks great. Not John Cena's. <laughs> Your hair, yeah. Yeah, because John <laughs> Cena's bald, right? Yeah. He's buzzed. I don't think he's bald. Basically, okay, yeah. There's a little bit of hair on the mask, I believe. <laughs> like stubble hair <laughs> on a mask. <laughs> do, 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 do. Anyway. Alright, so, the case. Yeah. What did you guys think so far of the episode? Uh, and, okay, what, are the, what do you think the episode's strong points were? Like, what stands out to you? First, yeah. Duck Detective. <laughs> yes! yes! Number That's one. That's the first thing, first thing I, thing I wrote to. down. I think it was the Me best too. thing in the entire episode. Ken Duck Detective, please be real. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. For Is context, there a way? Duck Detective was a fictional television show that they were watching within our fictional it television show. You don't show have about to duck explain that everything. Is a detective. It's, it's a complex show. You need to really explain the canon. <laughs> it's Matt, 20 minutes long, ladies. and it's about a murdered wax figure. Well, no, you? I meant Duck Detective is a complicated show. Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maddie. But my first note was, is there a way to do a Duck Detective episode? <laughs> I wonder if there's a supercut. Per- I know that they watched Duck Detective more than once on the show, <sighs> and I would not put it past <sighs> Alex Hirsch to create a show within a show that if you cut it all together, it makes a real show. They actually did that with The Simpsons in that weird Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, they did. Movie. I yeah. But like, the newscaster, right? For you guys, well, actually, Mac can probably speak more about this than me because I only watched it the one time. But I mean, isn't it true, like, with Gravity Falls, there are internal mysteries and clues to the future bits of the show within early bits? And, like, when you get to the end, you can go back and watch all of it and see it all unravel. And the end of every episode has, like, a puzzle that people. It was like a Lost for Children, like. Yes, people could put it is this essentially lost for children, but better written. But with hey, I stand by what I said. <laughs> um, it's kind of like Lost in Twin Peaks and Children. And um, wait, this is a sli- this is not a spoiler at all to the overall theme of the show, guys. Mac, in the suspect thing, when Dipper and Mabel have like wrapped their <laughs> crime scene toilet paper all around. And on their suspect board, they totally have the guy from the future on the suspect board as one of the people who was at the unveiling of the figure. Fun fact, he actually was. Was he there? Because, yeah, he was there. There's an episode in in season one where there's a guy who um, comes from the future to try and stop him to do something. And I, having never rewatched the show, I was like, oh my god, he's in that picture. Well, a fun fact, um, so there was this montage at the end of that time-traveling episode of him going through a bunch of different time periods, picking up things that they accidentally dropped off at different points in time, and you can see him in the background of one of the, uh, the like crowd that's angry about not having any pizza, picking up something and then just running off screen. Oh. Fun fact, this is also when uh, Old Man McGucket, that crazy hobo dude, was accurately saying, Oh, the wax figure's cursed! <laughs> what? I didn't remember that. I didn't hear that. Uh, I heard it, it but I didn't crazy old it. Hobo. 
Okay, remember when they were like searching through the town trying to find someone who's left-handed? Yes. Uh, and they saw a hobo with like an alligator stuck on his right hand? Yes. Yeah. That's him. That's old man McGucket. I know who he is. He was in episode two. Yeah, he was. Carrie's an expert <laughs> on the first three episodes of Gravity Falls. <laughs> I watched them. He knows more than I do. Just today. I like that the... do. Okay, question. Do all the animals in this show talk? No. With not. subtitles. Because, okay, the detective had subtitles, and then there were beavers in episode two, and they also had subtitles. Oh. Unfortunately, no. no. The goat is never given any words, and that is a crime. He is a deep, deep character. I don't think Waddles, I... Waddles doesn't have any either. No, but he is voiced by Neil deGrasse Tyson in the second season. It's true. Episode. Oh my gosh, you guys. Waddles is Mabel's pet pig. It's okay. amazing. You guys should just keep watching it. Anyway. I thought that the goat did it initially. <laughs> what goat? <laughs> There's a goat. There's a goat. They have like a a pet goat, kind of. I literally yeah, never saw a goat. Yeah, like they they <laughs> did talk. Did you watch a- this episode? <laughs> Are you punking me? No, <laughs> no. it was a goat. They talk. We're talking about Dipper's like previous case solving, and it was him being like he solved the mystery of who's been eating all the tin cans. All signs point to the goat. Yes, I remember that, but I don't remember there being an actual goat. Yeah, no, like, one of the shots they were talking about, it was, like, in the very beginning, they were talking about the the wax murder, and, like, they cut directly to the goat, and it was chewing, so I was like, ha-ha! Oh, I didn't even pick Maybe up Maybe I that. didn't watch this episode. <laughs> Everything else sounds familiar, but not- Do you remember goat. Coolio? That's the most yes. important bit. I think- uh, Coolio eclipsed the goat in my mind. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I that, like that was goat. really Coolio, right? That was actually Coolio voicing Coolio's wax figure. And was that actually Larry King? Yes, that was actually Coolio. That was actually Larry King. That was actually Genghis Khan. Brought it back from the dead. I was impressed. Right. Was that Ooh. John Oliver as Sherlock? Yes, oh, that yeah. was John Oliver as Sherlock Holmes. Yes. 100%. Um, I just really want to bring up the best cookbook of all time. Yep. Cooking with uh, yes, Coolio. Uh, now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Cooking <laughs> with Coolio, if you've never looked at it, it is the best cookbook of all time. Coolio's been cooking forever with his mom and his aunt, and he has made his own amazing recipes that are actually, I'm not even being ironic or weird with this, they're pretty simple to make, and they look pretty easy, but they also look delicious, because he knows about spices, and he knows about cooking with less money or things or time. So, like, when you're actually making the recipes, they're great. But the best part of the whole cookbook, if you've never... Have either of you ever looked into it? Yes, yes okay. I have. I think so, I've cooked something out of it. <laughs> everything is measured... They, he doesn't use tablespoons or teaspoons. He uses nickel bags and dime bags. Of course. That's how you measure things in Coolio land. <laughs> and also, everything has a ridiculous name. Like, he has a strawberry fields forever banana muffin that he's made. Um, jerk shakalaka chicken. Or just all this amazing stuff. I'm telling you guys, it's one of the best cookbooks I've ever seen. He made these amazing, um, chicken wrap things, and I think everyone should make them. Okay. Send me the recipe. 
That's thank our you sponsor. Once again for our sponsors at Coo- Cooking with Coolio's uh, Soul Rolls. It's called, oh, he calls it the Ghetto Gourmet. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, including, he has chapters called How to Become a Kitchen Pimp or Pasta Like a Rasta. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes a Italian spaghetti. Ghetto Italian, of course. Um, so anyway, you guys. That uh, this episode just reminded me of how hilarious and genuinely wonderful I find Coolio as a cookbook and a person. Yes, he was in it. <laughs> what a great cookbook! <laughs> Seriously, um, yeah. Another point of note that I would bring up is one of the fantastic things about Gravity Falls are the hundreds of instantly memorable background characters that this town has in it. Which ones stuck out to you? Um, well, clearly, the sad pizza fat guy. The free I felt pizza. real bad for him. Yeah. Because he just wanted free pizza. He liked pizza. And they, yeah. fucked I... with, they messed with him twice. I shouldn't swear in a children's show. <laughs> this isn't a children's show. We can say whatever we want. That's true. I was severely like... disturbed by the gossip reporter guy. Um, who has the greatest name? Toby um... Determined. What's his name? Toby Determined. Uh-huh. I, no, I hate him. Right. The one who made out with the cardboard cutout? Of a, yeah. the, a yep, person like who lived in the town? Yeah. That he knows? Yeah. Your little feet must be tired from jumping to conclusions. It reminded me of sense. Kate McKinnon's portrayal of Jeff Sessions. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Oh, yeah ears and the oh my goodness just, I, the accent <sighs> if you the keep disgusting. watching the show he doesn't get any less creepy or yes. any less sad I liked that his hat tag just said hat <laughs> yeah. I think the show is the show has so many visual jokes that you don't even see every time that I love so I probably should not have been cross stitching while I watched the first two like did you notice the tattoos uh. and the bouncer to the to the biker club. <laughs> One said neck. Chin. <laughs> one head, said chin. Neck. Yeah. I did, yes. great. Um, I only saw the neck one. Or their fake IDs. Oh my god, I love those fake IDs. I wrote Lady that down. Lady Mableton and Sir Dipping Sauce. And they both had mustaches. And googly older. eyes. Googly <laughs> eyes. And, and yeah. glitter. And macaroni. <gasps> yeah. I didn't see Pretty great. macaroni. Ugh. And what they were, I think they were in their 40s. Like, I know somebody was, like, listed as 42. Yeah. Well, one of them was 19 and one was 42. Hmm. That's really funny. Wait, they wouldn't have let the 19-year-old into the bar either. Depends on the kind of bar. They're not a minor. (laughs) No, but remember (laughs) that. No minors. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. The show is funny. And it was a minor, as in, like, a 49er. I think it's rude (laughs) that they wouldn't let. A 49er minor. They wouldn't let him in because of his profession. It's terrible. But Maybe it's like mean, an anti-union bar. It's mean. Maybe they just don't want coal dust inside the bar. Miners deserve Carrie, drinks, write. too. I did. Miners deserve drinks, too. Yeah. Carrie O'Brien. I do write. Look at all of my notes. Oh, Thank I don't you. have a lot of notes for this episode. To be I fair, it's 20 minutes long. Well, still, there was a lot of like, there's a lot of ground to cover. They had dozens of fantastic, tiny little jokes. One of my favorite ones was uh, when uh, Abraham Lincoln, his wax figure got melted, 
And uh, Grinkelstan was just like, oh, 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 left the shades open and melted. Wax Abraham Lincoln. Wax John Wilkes Booth, I'm looking at you. I did not even realize that. That's funny. Yeah. What is That's wrong with you? Manny, That's maybe you funny. should pay attention to when you watch things that we have I to talk should. about. I I have notes. <laughs> I mean, the, I definitely do things while I watch other stuff, but when I know that I have to do a podcast about it, I try to pay attention. Yeah, I was not cross-stitching when I watched this one. Really? Yeah, I actually did quite a bit of research. At one point, Dipper tries to... He, he does like a verbal burn on the wax figure of Genghis Khan. And he mentions the Jin Dynasty. I looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> Genghis Khan actually like knocked over the knocked over the the Jin Dynasty in China. I was like, oh my god, this kid's red. This kid's well read. You know stuff that I don't even know. I mean, it's a smart show. They put in like how many kids know about John Wilkes Booth? Yeah. I mean, hopefully some. I've always known. Carrie, you can't say you're a kid anymore. That's gotta stop. You haven't always known. No. <sighs> I guess you do probably learn about Lincoln pretty early. <laughs> Carrie came out of the womb being like, it was John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> they there found him in the barn with a broken leg. There are two things that I've known since birth. One, Santa is not real. And two, John Wilkes Booth did it. What? what? <laughs> he did it. Santa's not real? He's why Santa isn't real? <laughs> John Wilkes Booth killed Santa? Oh my god! No! Why couldn't... He ruined everything. Those are just two things I've always known. Yeah, it sounds about right. Although Santa might have been a slave owner. Elves. Are they volunteers? Do they get a wage? We don't know. From what I I remember from Rudolph, which we all know is a documentary, uh, (laughs) they don't. But if they want to do something else, they're shunned. (gasps) Rude. So it's like a cult. <laughs> yeah, yes. kinda. It like legit is a cult. The cult so of personality. John Booth killed a cult, a cult leader and also Abraham Lincoln. Santa is a cult. Maybe he leader. just hated beards. <laughs> Maybe he did just hate beards. But Santa has a beard. Yeah, so no. That's why he killed Santa. Oh, right, 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 right. You got it. Anyway. I like that we're making our own conspiracies while talking about a show that mainly surrounds itself with conspiracies. Yeah, I had Speaking a question. Of- yes, yes. Who is that lady? Like the the mean looking lady, the wax figure. I was going with Lizzie Borden, but it might not have been. That is Lizzie Borden. Okay. She had that- the left handed axe. That's Didn't not what she looks axes? like or what her dress looks like, but she did kill people with an axe. Okay. And she was left-handed? Lizzie Borden? Oh, I assume it was just Grunkle Stan finding anybody's axe. And, like, putting it in the wax, like, figure museum. Because, to be fair, Mac, there were actual clues in this episode. Like, there was a kind of mystery. And they were searching for clues. So, like, they found the holy footprints. And then they found the axe. And then they realized it was a left-handed axe. But there were no no fingerprints on it. Like, they kept uncovering these things. This they did true. actually show you the bottom of uh, Wax Stan's feet, and it had a hole in it. Yeah. But when did they show you that? When was the first time you saw that? Uh, it was when they found headless Wax Stan. They just didn't, like, focus on it. It was yeah. visible earlier on? It was visible yeah. for us, but it was never commented on. Interesting. In or the show, until he was in the coffin. Okay. 
So if you were really paying attention, you could actually have figured this out. And actually, I kind of thought that when I first watched this episode a couple years ago, but only because I'm familiar with action figures that have holes on the bottom of their feet. <laughs> so that was my first thought. Yeah. Also was, because it's Gravity Falls. I was not expecting the wax figures. Really? Yeah, no, I was surprised. Yeah, I didn't really know that this was that kind of world that, <laughs> you know, wax figures could be alive in. If, this is one of those weird worlds where anything's possible. If you had watched episodes one and two, <laughs> you would have known. You would have become an expert. That elves exist, and you can have giant animatronic plesiosaurs. Yeah, there are gnomes and zombies. Um, I really liked that when they were brushing their teeth, there was a jar of eyeballs in the bathroom. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell what that was. Eyeballs. I love that when they brushed their teeth, they just had a game where they saw if they could brush it faster. That is something that two bored teens would come up with if they had to live in a cabin. Very How twins. old are they supposed to be? Twelve. Not twelve. They are exactly twelve in the series. They're not teens then. No. Okay. Just this was a fact that was commented on in the further episode with a bunch of ghosts. Clarifying. Will you guys take off your headphones for a second if you want to avoid spoilers? Yes. Spoiler alert, everybody, for the next... Uh, I'll give you a thumbs up. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Maddie, are you... Do you care? I don't care. Okay. Mac, do you think it was weird then for Stan to see another copy of him? Why do you think he put so much effort into the funeral? That's what I was thinking. They never really oh, pointed uh, out. Mac, do you don't have to spoil it. Stan actually has a secret twin. A secret twin brother. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. So that's why I was like, he finally sees this like perfect replica of himself. And all of a sudden it's like his twin brother's back. So that's why he gets so like messed up about it. And then his head gets chopped off and he holds a funeral for it. Yeah. He put effort into that funeral. There were hors d'oeuvres. An actual which, coffin. Uh, yeah. By the way, ever since, until I was 12, I thought they were pronounced whores divorce. <laughs> Horse divorce. Horse divorce. Horse divorce. Horse divorce. Um, the other you guys thing. You want to eat some horse divorce? <laughs> the other thing I want to mention in the window of the mystery shack where melted Abraham Lincoln was, there was totally a triangle with like a circle, yeah, and it was very Bill. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. And like you're literally seeing symbols of Bill cipher from the get go, and he doesn't even show Who's up Bill? for ages. Um. All right. We're good on the twin talk? He's basically the big bad of the whole thing, Maddie. He's kind of an evil he's entity. He's a talking Illuminati triangle? Yeah, he's a talking Illuminati triangle who's evil. <laughs> it That's it. Okay. All right. All right. Carrie, we're good. All good? <laughs> we'll just that wave like awkwardly. Uh, like a mime. <laughs> These are the sounds of us waving down our sister to make her put her headphones back on. (laughs) She can't put on her headphones and drink her wine, so clearly the wine part is the most important. Obviously. (laughs) Just know that if you talked about me without me hearing, I'm the one who edits everyone's (laughs) tracks together. Oh, I didn't think about that. You might get a I really loved how we talked about how much Carrie was a butt and (laughs) stunk like a butt. (laughs) 
you going to voice over Arthur's Carrie and be like, my name is Mac and I'm really dumb. I could do that. <laughs> Don't test me. Um, I did want to mention that Mabel is actually really good at wax crafting. Dude, right? Yeah. Do you chisel wax? Though? Like Mabel Angela no. was absolutely appropriate for her. Also, I don't think wax is like that brown color. You can dye it. But like it looked like it was supposed to start out as like stone or something. Maybe. Well, that's what happens when you melt clothes wax has been into through the flesh wax. Day-to-day operation of Madame Tussaud's wax figure museum. You can have wax that is different colors. Or you can just make your figure and then dress them. You interrupted Mackenzie. I'm sorry, Mac. No, I completely forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, some th- I mean, it could have also been brown because uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln was there, and I guess his flesh wax melted into his clothes wax and made brown wax. Yes. That's true. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Still, I didn't think about that. Are they all wax? Because at the end when Sherlock Holmes melts, everything melts. So then it's just yeah. literally... It's not like wax figures normally where you see them dressed in real clothing. It's legit. Yeah. All everything's wax. That's kind of creepy. In the uh, confines of this show, wax figures are all wax. Are all wax. Maybe all they're the painted wax so that when Lincoln melted, he became brown goop. That's what Max's point was. That's literally my entire point. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I would mansplain it to you. But as a whole, <gasps> so it's okay, right? Wax what's, what's the opposite of mansplaining? Being a good Calm person. Calm discussion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. I had a question about the... Yes. Okay, are axes, like, hand-oriented? I was gonna ask that. Depending on the type of axe, I think not. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the axe, no. <laughs> I was gonna say yes, and then I realized, like, but no, because an axe, I think, would be shaped, the head of it would be shaped the same way, and it matters how you hold it in terms of left or right hand in this. So, unless it's an axe. With, like, leather, <sighs> rubber grips that are specifically meant for people to chop like this? Yeah, I guess. Um, audience, I'm holding my right hand above my left hand, both in a grip fashion as if I'm holding an axe. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. Katie, on the research team. Because that was a legit question I had. I wrote it down. As soon as they were in... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead! You go ahead! I was gonna say something about the fact that they only come alive during the waxy moon, and I thought it was a clever thing. You go. Okay. Mine was... As soon as I saw that fire in the room, I knew that someone was going to jump into it. And it was Genghis Khan. (laughs) Um, That was funny. How freaky was, like, Genghis Khan's half-melted face with coffee on it? Pretty freaky. So... I was fine with it. One (laughs) of the very first, uh... (laughs) One of the very first websites that came up is Biblical Christianity Blogspot. Um, where this person said so they were given a book, a Christian novel they were reading, a character was given a left-handed battle axe, and they were like, is this a thing? And the first comment is like, 
It's just another way that society tries to make left-handed people feel inferior. Yep. So uh, I love the the Christian left-handed debate that they have about accents. Yeah, it's pretty uh, interesting. Um, it looks like probably not, but there is a broad axe that's you can have right and left-handed axes. Where it's not about whether you're right-handed or left-handed, but are made to be used on the respective side of the log when you're chopping it down. Interesting. So if you're standing on one side and you're right-handed, and you have to have an axe that's a certain way. Or if you're standing versus if you're standing on the other side. So maybe yes is the answer. <laughs> I'm glad that we've got the it hard is. facts here. Look, I was wondering yeah. the same thing and I never actually looked it up. So I'm glad that we did. And we have a definitive maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely maybe. How, ac- how accurate do you think their representation of like small town law enforcement was in this with uh, Sheriff Blubs and... I don't know, Twink Man. Not I think they would have been at, as good at spitting. You know? <laughs> Ugh, I feel that like was the gross. spitting was they just really inaccurate. Spit buckets of coffee back and forth into each other's faces. <laughs> well, what you're forgetting is that cops have this different biology where they have like a, like a little pocket full of hot coffee just like in one of their spare organs. At all it's times. It's like having a dessert stomach. <laughs> a coffee stomach. Like an internal coffee bladder that can spew from the mouth. I know, I have Anytime that. Anytime to, to cause confusion and allow them to escape. Yeah. Um, Gross. I feel like they probably had some out loud conversations that a lot of small town police people would probably have inside. I liked the alert that they got over the radio about somebody trying to fit a whole cantaloupe into the 2316! I like yeah, that they yeah. had numbers for it. I wrote that down. Yeah, Thank I was you trying five. to think of 2316 as being like a thing. A code? Yeah, like a real thing. Like, know. How often do you think board cops just kind of make up codes? Probably a lot. Especially in a small town. So what do we, what do we do when like somebody has like a cantaloupe in their mouth? Twenty three sixteen. I mean, we live in a very small town, or we grew up in a small town. Yeah, we. Hey, I know I still live there, but I don't work there. <laughs> There's a difference, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Where you work is where you live. Actually, That's I probably spend a lot of time at work and or in the car, and then I'm at home and I'm sleeping. Um. Yeah, I would say they probably make up a lot of different codes. Like, especially where we are, there's a lot of boat stuff, so they probably make up idiot boat codes. Although that's probably more the Coast Guard. Yeah, maybe if it's like, uh, they pull someone over and they were towing a boat. I wonder if they made another uh, code for, you know, remember when that freighter almost ran into the Voyager? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet they probably made a code for that. There's gotta be a code for no, I'm telling you, there's definitely going to be got to be a code for um, a Fitting stranded a cantaloupe boat. in your mouth. There we are. Or like a a near freighter a collision. near freighter collision. Well, that's what was happening, right? The steering column like broke or whatever, and it couldn't steer away from. Land. I don't know. That's what happened. Like the something broke on the freighter. Like yes, we grew up in a town along international waters on a river where we can literally see Canada from across the way. See, what we're doing is we're giving the audience tiny little clues. That's true. And, we maybe uh, we should the, say Like, that. our real fans will be able to, like, <laughs> detect where we are. 
Anyway, this freighter could stop being able to steer, and it was orange, and it was heading straight for land, right into this, like, restaurant that's been there forever. Like, our mom worked there in high school. And the only reason it stopped is because it came upon, like, the sandbar, and the sandbar, like, was able to slow it down enough. But it was stranded there for, like, a week or two before they could, like, fix it, and the tugboats, like, moved it. I don't think I saw it in person. Where were you? Neither did I. College? I think I was living in Detroit still, but... High school. I remember Grandpa was talking about it a lot, because he was living in Port Huron for the summer, so he would go and visit it, like, every other day. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. Just to see. Oh, man, what a cool name. I just looked up uh, the article about it. It's the Sidsel Knudsen. I knew it was, like, Norwegian or Scandinavian, right? It was Norwegian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to bleep that. Why? I don't know. People will be able to find out where we live. You don't live there. Oh, yeah. Maddie well, doesn't okay. live there. So I'm so the only one. So find out where Katie lives. <laughs> Get screwed over. Yeah. That's, a, that's our own little maze on the back of the, of the like, placemat for you guys. Just find out where Katie lives. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's okay. I'm never there anyway. True. By the way, um, uh, Idiot Boat Codes is definitely my new band name. <laughs> um, can we talk about how amazing that biker bar was? Yes. Yeah, yes. it was. First of all, it's called I was put- Skull Fracture, which I think is a great name for a bar. I was punching the clock. You at work? No, I was punching that clock! <laughs> Right exactly at the time the crime was occurring. I did think that was pretty funny. Yeah. I liked the bar as well. I liked the guy that Mabel made friends with. Yeah. Yeah, He's fantastic. But will she love me? He's gonna have a beautiful wife. What are those things called? A A dream catcher? Cootie catcher. Fortune teller. Cootie catchers. Cootie catchers. catchers. Yeah. I still uh, remember how to make them. Um, yeah, so do I. If we ever join a gang, can we please be the Scarodactyls? No. Yes. I want to be the Cootie Catchers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> what a great gang name. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, will you please join a biker gang and suggest that as a name? Done. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think bikers are pretty cool. Yeah. They're pretty most cool. The, when most they're legit that I've heard bikers. about are alright. I've never met one. I've met a few in my time. And I've read all those stories about bikers that protect children who've been abused. The angels. Oh my gosh, they make me cry. Yes. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. Um, I really enjoyed the wax coolio said, what's up, Holmes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) That was pretty good. I probably laughed the hardest at that out of this whole episode. Do you guys watch, um, like, the mean tweets? Do you think um, we can talk about this without, like, uh, copyright or whatever? If it's on yeah. Twitter, it's probably fine. Do you mean the mean we tweets, just... like, from What's-His-Face? Yeah. Um, Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, they talked about Larry King being a goblin, which is <laughs> one of the mean tweets. Like, <laughs> wait, let me find exactly what it says, but it's... Well, when uh, did this all happen? Like, when did the episode come out versus when did the mean tweet get 
tweeted. Maybe I don't one. Know. It, was, it was one of the early meme tweets. I don't. I mean, it might have been meme tweet one or two, and now they're on like nine. It does oh, not give like me a time ones, frame. Not even like the themed ones. Of, like, I'm not gonna look at it. I'm not gonna look that up right now. I'm only gonna look at this tweet, which is. I saw Larry King at dinner, but it might have been just a run of the mill goblin. <laughs> <laughs> that was I believe that. And they talk about him being a goblin, so I'm like, okay, good. Larry King is cool <laughs> because he's a goblin. I've decided. He's a goblin. No, because he he's was cool like, goblin. haha, you know, laughing about being a goblin. He didn't take it seriously or anything. Yeah. Hey, kids, only hang out with cool goblins. Only the coolest goblins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more shout out for the puns that they made. Ductactive quacking the case. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I loved it. Don't patronize I just like that he was like, don't be patronizing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I wow. you don't know how much I want Ductactive to be real. I would totally right? watch it. Somebody should Especially send it if it was BBC. like a serious Well Mac, here is my other question. For you specifically. Is Duck Tactive kind of just a British version of Howard the Duck? No, he's just a Duck Tactive. But Howard the Duck is also a duck who's a PI. But he's an alien. Oh, you're right. What? What? Uh, no, Duck Tactive is just a Duck Tactive. No, Howard the Duck is an alien. Yeah. Duck Tactive is a duck who is a detective. Come on. No, he's a duck who is a detective. He's not with a detective. He's with a constable. No, that's right. I pretty much only read Chip Zdarsky's version of Howard the Duck, so I can't really speak as much on Howard as probably other people. I listened to the How Did This Get Made episode where they covered Howard the Duck. Really? Yeah. Was it as amazing as it probably sounded? It was a while ago. I don't remember. But that's how I know that he is an alien. He's an alien. Yeah. Hmm. I should listen to more of that show. I just um, I just caught up on My Favorite Murder. Well, you so. know that there's a paywall now. Really? For how to get older made. episodes? Yeah. Well, I know James Bonding, they went to Stitcher and the old stuff's on the paywall. But the new stuff isn't anymore. Yeah, it's like a six-month thing with them. Let's just Damn. talk about all the uh, podcasts we like. Podcasts hey, I like podcasts. That's what happens in every other podcast that we listen to. That's true. That's true. I do like podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) One would hope, because you are on one. Yep. I hate podcasts. I hate them. We just like you guys. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Do you guys think you're gonna continue watching the show after this? Maybe. No. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. I like. I liked it, Mac, but I've also watched it already, and I have too much other television to catch up on. No, 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 no. I was just, I was checking with our our non viewers over there just to see uh, their their impression of the show. Well, Maddie has a has a life <laughs> outside of this. <laughs> and Jeez. Carrie, wow, a lot of funny things. In Carrie this has a life. Thank you. Consisting a lot of school and then also cross stitching. I have I so many things that, that I already need to watch. I have a job, too. That's true. Yeah. A job and a work life. And a school life. Yes. Actually, you went out to eat a lot this week with people, so... 
unpopular. Met a dog. Oh my god, yes. Well, I got to pet a Samoyan yesterday, whose name was (laughs) Snow. I was very um, impressed with your um, just straight up recklessness in you know petting whichever dog you come across <laughs> no like, wow, Carrie, you're bold <laughs> you ask if they're friendly first and then when the owner says yes you're like i'm gonna pet this dog so much <laughs> maddie and Ugh. i visited carrie last week in the large city where she lives boston it's boston. a it's a big city we were i was actually kind of surprised at the um, i don't know why because I, this should have been obvious, but I was just surprised at the amount of times that you saw a dog and then just shouted dog and then like just stared at it until you couldn't see it anymore. That's what I did. <laughs> like every time. Yesterday I was like in a crosswalk where there's a golden retriever oh. and like we like crossed in the middle of the road and like I like turned and watched it just walk away <laughs> <laughs> with my hand outstretched and a single tear. You'll be comforted Rolling. to know that in the post-apocalyptic world of Fallout 4, there are still a bunch of dogs in Boston. <gasps> Some of them are feral and mutated oh. and trying to kill you, but still dogs. Yes? You can make friends with a couple of them. <laughs> okay. I would I do that. Oh my what? What, Manny? Oh my gosh. No, I was just thinking about the fact that this, that Fallout 4 is in Boston in the future, and then I was imagining that that Harvard scientists had actually created woolly mammoths, and then they got out. And so in Fallout 4, I really want to see woolly mammoths, like, oh. trampling through the remains of Boston. Yes. They should have done that! Well, they well, they're, done that. they're right now just kind of experimenting with creating an artificial womb to birth woolly mammoths, so... I yes. don't know that the creators of Fallout 4 were aware of this plan. So, by the time this podcast come out, uh, they should uh, have achieved it by then? No. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's yeah. all up to Katie and when she gets this out into the world. This is Mac uh, saying you hi know, to you uh, people who live in a mammoth world now. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you lucky birds. Beautiful. You birds. Well, that thing he was talking about, about the, the mice with the Lyme disease thing, was real. Yeah. Because I read that New Yorker article about it, and then I tried to explain it to Dad, and he like didn't understand what I was talking about. And I was like, because humans get the Lyme disease from the ticks, and then they get that from the deer, who get that from the mosquitoes, who get it from the mice. Like, he didn't understand me. <laughs> he was and probably was like, just focused on studying. No, this or was like, he, uh, like, almost a year ago. So, yeah. did anybody have any additional notes about this episode? Yes. Um, I wrote down that damnable rising sun because you'll find in a lot of things the rising of the sun is like the solution like hocus pocus yes exactly which like i hocus watched pocus. on the plane back from boston yes oh, jealous i watch stranger things so actually like, i'm not that jealous hocus pocus anything with vampires um oh, yeah. helms deep mm-hmm. Like the sun rising is like it's a not solution. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. A very non-subtle metaphor for the end of the dark night and, and the beginning the of a new day. Prevailing of goodness, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, my other note is um, 
How many eighth wonders of the world are there? Lots. A lot. So many. It's like the same amount of fifth beetles there are. I no, there's definitely more I feel eighth like wonders. Yeah, of the more world. wonders than beetles. I was like making a joke, here. but I guess you can point out the inherent flaws in my joke thing. Yeah, yes. that's, that's what, what we're, we're here, here for. for. You're welcome. <laughs> that whole joke is a flaw. Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, my only other thing is that I also noticed the crime scene tape, which was just toilet paper with the words crime scene written on them. And I I liked that a lot. I like Mabel and Dipper, and I like, I mean, really, Mac, almost every episode is kind of them solving some sort of mystery. The only thing is, sometimes they know the mystery in the beginning because it's this monster. Like, attacking someone or something. So you're saying we could come back to the series? No. I mean, eventually. Uh, Actually, this is really the only, like, crime drama that they have, but I was still glad to come along with you guys on this childhood adventure. they had Sherlock Holmes in it a little bit. And there's always Duck Tactive. Duck Tactive. Ugh. I just, I really want to see a Duck Tactive show where the duck is just so serious and everyone else around it is just like, you're a duck! A duck? And he's like, That's- stop being an ass. I'm, tra- I'm trying to teach you about murder. That's not what the policeman was like in this one. Like he's, I know, but that's what I he, want. He said the quack the case thing, but he totally took the duck seriously. Yeah. this is The duck is very obviously the boss in this situation. Yeah. The constable's just a sidekick. I did like his bobby hat. You still have a bobby hat, Mac, somewhere? Uh, back at home, somewhere. I don't think it would fit any of our heads, though, because it is child-sized. I, I did buy it. It is very much child-sized. <laughs> yes, it might you fit it you, Maddie. You look like one of the contents. I mean, that oh my gosh, there was a costume is a, a child's costume. <laughs> <laughs> but it fits you, because you are a child. <laughs> like a literal, it says seven to eight. <laughs> I mean, but, huh? to be fair, it gives me a full-body wedgie. <laughs> How is that? Um, did you guys see the conehead walking around Salem? What? There was a guy dressed as a conehead walking around Salem, and I was like, oh my gosh, am I transported 30 years into the past? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I enjoyed this episode. I mean, it's kind of short. Yeah. Because it's a half hour Disney cartoon. I enjoy all the voice talent, I think they're all great. Yeah, the design is beautiful. I like the I like the opening credits quite a lot. Me too. Oh, they're fantastic. Does anyone else Bat Boy. have any notes that we missed? Maggot? That's so. pretty much it. All right, how My many stabs s- you give this? For being a mystery, probably seven. I was thinking seven because I was totally shocked, but then also in a normal mystery, it would not have been the wax figures that committed the murder. I'd give it a six. Uh, six, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just as a mystery. As a show, ten out of ten. Six point five. Alright. <laughs> six point five. Um, time out. Yes. I know it's technically a children's show, but we're gonna do some penis counting. Yes. Oh yeah, it's go right ahead, disappointing. man. Oh, oh. <sighs> Uh, it's, Wait, um, are you counting the wax figures? Yes. The wax that figure lady the didn't even get a name. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I'm only counting anyone who talked, which does include some wax figures. Okay. So that includes um, 14 men and 3 women. 
well. Yeah. This is what children of America will expect from life. God, evil. Um, there were, in terms of women, it was literally just Wendy, who actually you don't know her name in this episode unless you've seen the first two. Mabel, obviously, and then the female reporter, who's the only Chandra Jimenez. Which one is Wendy? Um, the uh, red hair sitting at the booth. Was sitting at the booth with Dipper yes. working yeah, at I pizza. I didn't know her. Yeah, exactly. She's the main character in the show. Like Dipper has a huge crush on her. It's I kind of got that. But yeah, she doesn't get a name in this episode because we technically met her before. She's voiced by Linda Cardinelli. Yeah, girl. But yeah, everyone right. else is Shakespeare and Holmes and Larry King and Toby Determined and Old Man McCuckin and cool, yeah. just all just a huge sausage party. <laughs> so anyway. Well, thank you for visiting our I'm gonna say PG thirteen re- review of a children's show. Uh, I thank you for the visit- F-bomb. It might be Pretty sure it's R. Yeah, welcome to our R-rated review of Gravity Falls. <laughs> I mean, the the, the X the, X X. The, <laughs> the shoe is off the foot and into the fan. Uh, please join us next time for our uh, for our, uh, our next episode. Uh, our next episode will be a television show called Death in Paradise. We'll be doing season one, episode five, an episode called Spot the Difference. Watch along with us, uh, whatever availability availability that you have. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or comments, feel free to tweet us at MostlyMurderPod or uh, send us an email at MostlyMurder, but sometimes not, at gmail.com. That's MostlyMurder, but sometimes not, at gmail.com. And as usual, please don't kill anyone. As or usual. sometimes <laughs> not kidnap, thief, or golf. Whatever. Startle. Don't burgle children. Tie giraffes don't burgle children. Holes. Don't burgle children. I like it. Alright. Thank you for listening. Alright, thanks. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.